message this morning, chapter 9. Thank you, musicians. Amen. Thank you for worshiping God. Acts chapter 9, starting with verse 1 through verse 20. Amen. Before we go to the scripture, amen. If you're looking for some good stocking stuffers or good Christmas gifts, I have some great gifts. Amen. If you know any looking for that perfect Christmas gift, nothing like giving the word of God. Amen. If you know some young teenager guy that you have been working with and trying to make them see the goodness of being a great godly man, I have this book. It's called Building Blocks to Manhood. Amen. And it's a great book, not because I'm the author, because it's the word of God. Amen. And you can also pick this book up on e, uh, e-book uh, at Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. If you know people have Kindles, and a lot of people like to read that well, that way as well. So this book is also on uh, e-book as well. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Just think, man, people could see me all over the world. <laughs> Again, that great book with the Word of God. Uh, spiritual leadership development here, and then according to the pattern, doctrine, amen, good good books, good stocking stuffers, amen, if you're looking for something to give someone this Christmas and just can't find that perfect gift, amen, there they are, <laughs> and I guarantee you won't be disappointed, amen, so think of that, amen, you do take checks, cash, credit cards, debit cards, all kinds of cards, <laughs> amen. Even your IRS check. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Acts chapter 9. And Saul, yet breathing out threatening and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogue, that if he found any of this way, this way. Aren't you glad you're in the way? Yeah. Amen. He, he's looking for people like you apostolics. That's what he's out hunting for. He's looking for people that's been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He's looking for people that's been filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. He's looking for people that is living a holy and separated and godly life. Amen. That's what he's out looking for. And that's what the devil is always out looking for. To seek and destroy. Amen. Praise God. Whether they were men or women. Amen. That he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And he journeyed. He came near Damascus. And suddenly there shone round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou help me to do? And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing no voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. 
And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And he hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he have done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he have authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. And the Lord said to him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and put in his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, which appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, have sent me that I mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogue that he is the Son of God. Amen. Amen. I want to preach to you from this thought today, the changed life on straight street. The changed life on straight street. Father, we praise you again this morning, Lord. We are thanking you again for your presence that is in this place. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, stay with us, O oh God. We thank you for what we feel here, God. I want your perfect will to be done in every life today, God. Only you can make a difference, O oh God. I pray, Lord, for those that are not here today, God, for whatever reason they have chosen to not be in this place today, O oh God. I pray that you move upon their hearts and their minds, Lord, that they will have a zeal and an eagerness to, to be in the house of God, to hear the word of God, because we know, God, that faith comes by hearing, and it comes by hearing the word of God, Lord. And lives can be changed, Lord, and made new and made whole. Uh, God, in your presence, because in your presence is always fullness of joy, and at your right hand there's always pleasures forevermore, God. And I thank you today that I have an opportunity, God, to be in your house, that I have another chance, God, to be at a place where I can hear your word, oh God, to be refreshed and be renewed and be strengthened by the power of the Holy Ghost and, and the word of God that I hear and minister in the songs and brothers and sisters of like precious faith to be strengthened in the inner man, Lord. I thank you again this day in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. The change life on straight street. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul, the one that we have heard that said was the one that wrote 14 of the New Testament books. Now, some says 13, but if you count the book of Hebrews, it would be 14. And some accredit Paul with writing 
that book to the church of the Hebrews as well. Paul seems to have no trouble with relaying to us his new life after he has encountered this Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. We know his life, what it was like prior uh, to his conversion with Jesus Christ. He told the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 9, he says, For I am the least of the apostles, and I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet, not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. So, Paul is telling the church, he, he says, I, I'm the least to be called. In other words, he's trying to get them to see because of his proud life or persecuting the church that he had no right to be called an apostle. But he says, I am the least of all them. But he says, but I want you to know that I labored more abundantly than they all. Amen. And it is by the grace of God that I am what I am today. In other words, God's grace always brings about a change uh, in the life. Paul goes on and he tells the church uh, at Galatia in Galatians chapter 1 verse 13. He says, For you have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jewish religion. In other words, he says, You know my behavior. He says, How that beyond measure... I persecuted the church of God and I, I wasted it and profited in the Jewish religion above many my equal in my own nation, being more exceeding zealous of the tradition of my fathers. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to revealed His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the heathens. Immediately I compared not with flesh and blood. And Paul is trying to get us to see something here uh, to the church of Galatia. You see, one of the things Paul is trying to get you to see is that he's telling us that in the Jewish religion, which would be his mother religion, and it, it, this is what he's trying to get us to see here, but he says, God separated me from that. And he separated, he pulled me out of that, amen, that I might make known his son to the world, amen. He goes on and says, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. You see, his one thing to have Christ revealed to you, it is another thing to have him revealed in you. Until Christ is revealed in you, there's not going to be any change in you. I can tell you about Jesus Christ all day long. I can reveal him to you, but until he's revealed in you with the power of the Holy Ghost, there will be no change in you. And this is what Paul 
is trying to get us to see here with the Scripture this morning. He wants Him to be revealed in us. Amen. He told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who have enabled me, for that He counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry who was a blasphemer and a persecutor and an injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our God, Lord, was exceeding abundantly with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the chief. Notice what Paul says here. He says, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And so it comes down to this. Can God trust you with the gospel? Paul says, God committed it. He trusted me with the gospel. Amen. You see, if we cannot be trusted with the gospel, then we are never going to make it to the other side. Amen. This is why the Lord says to occupy until he comes. God is going to prepare a place for you and he wants you to occupy he wants you to stay on the course. Uh, he wants you to deliver the gospel and his purity. He don't want you to cut it. Amen. He wants you to present it straight. Can he trust you with the gospel? Amen. You see, keeping the gospel requires you to sow the seed of the gospel. God is going to be looking for fruit uh, when he comes back. This is why Jesus, when he told the parable of the talents, uh, he gave one five. He gave one two. He gave one one. He wants you to occupy until he comes back again. Can he trust you with the gospel? Can he trust you with the things that he is presenting to you? You see, when God, by his grace, pours you and I out of the world, amen, he is now going to commit things to you and to me, amen, of his things, of his treasures, amen, to see if we will be faithful and keep those things uh, until he returns again. Paul says, God, by his grace, uh, has committed to me his the trust of the gospel because the gospel is that death uh, and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But Paul goes on and let us know that Christ came into the world to save sinners. Uh, he was a chief sinner because he persecuted the church of God. I don't know about you, but I wasn't too far behind Paul. But I thank God for His grace, uh, for His mercy, for His long-suffering towards me, that He was not willing to leave me. Amen. But He trusted me with this gospel. You see, Esau could not be trusted with the, the birthright uh, that God was giving him. He sold his birthright for a pot of stew. Samson 
couldn't be trusted. He gave it up for a woman named Delilah. Demas could not be committed and trusted. He loved this present world more than the things of God. What about you, my brother? What about you, my sister? Can God trust you? The Bible says, commit thy ways unto the Lord, and it shall be established. God wants you and I to have trust and confidence that He can put things in your hands and you won't waste it away. Praise God. I am what I am, Paul says. He told the church at Rome, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jew and also to the Greek, for in here is the gospel revealed from faith to faith. Amen. We must be able to be trusted. Paul is just laying a foundation to you and I about his life after the change took place down on Straight Street. This all happened down on Straight Street. His life was changed down on Straight Street. You see, in order for Paul to be changed, he had to venture down the Straight Street. He met Christ, but God told him to go into the city and it'll be told him what he would have to do. But Paul had to realize he's got to go down Straight Street. You see, he's realizing now that he was already in the Cricket Street. He was already out of of the path that was straight. Now he needed to get in the level plane. He needed to get into the truth of God's Word. He needed to get into that place where Jeremiah said, Stand and ask, where is the old way? Where is the good path? And walk therein. He had to get on straight street. You and I, amen, cannot be committed with the things of God until we get on straight street. You see, God wants us to be on that level plane. He wants us to be in that place of truth and knowledge and understanding of who He is. This is why He commits to you and I once He saved us the gospel. This is why He brings these things uh, into understanding. This is why he brings with it the fruit uh, of the Spirit. Uh, He brings love uh, so that you will learn how to love him more than anything else. uh, That you will love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, He brings the joy of the Lord which is your strength. Uh, He brings the peace uh, that passeth all understanding. You see, God wants to commit more to you and to I, but we got to go down straight street uh, if we're going to get these things. Uh, you can't be in the crooked path uh, and, and, and be effective for the almighty God. You see, this path uh, called straight street uh, is what Isaiah called the highway. In other words, it's not the black top out there. It's not the interstate out there. He's talking about a higher way. And the higher way, Isaiah says is a road called holiness. You see the road called holiness is a road of separation. It is a road of righteousness. It is a road that says for God I live and for God I will die. It is a high
higher way than the ways of man. It is a higher way than any other religion. It is a higher way because you're committing yourself to Almighty God. Hallelujah. Isaiah says in in Isaiah 40 verse 3, amen, he says, prepare ye the way of the Lord. In other words, get it right. Get it ready. Amen. We know he's coming back. Amen. He's going to prepare a place. But he told us he's coming back for a church without spot and without wrinkle. And so we've got to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Amen. Make straight in the desert. Amen. The highway of our God. In other words, was dry. Where it seems like you have no joy. Where it seems like nothing is growing. Where nothing is happening. He says prepare a higher way. No matter what you're going through in your life. Maybe you're barren. Maybe you're feeling tired. Maybe you're discouraged. Whatever you're going through in that desert place. He says make it a higher place. Make it a higher way. Amen. Don't let yourselves be down. He said let every valley be brought up. And let every mountain be brought down and the glory of the Lord uh, will be revealed uh, because the glory of God has spoken it. God says get it up. uh, Get it level. Bring the mountains. uh, That thing you just can't move out of your way. That old discouragement that keeps putting itself in your way. God says bring it down. Speak to your mountain. Jesus says if you have faith uh, the size of a mustard seed you can say to this mountain be moved and it shall be removed David said even in the valley of the shadows of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me he prepares a table before me and the presence of my enemies God has said get it all up level bring the high things down and bring the low things up let's get it in the level here because you got to get in the straight path. You've got to get on the straight street in order to accomplish what God wants to accomplish in you. It's a higher way than what man will ever decide. Holiness is so much higher than what man will ever make it. And Paul had to venture down that street called Straight Street. And you and I have to venture down Straight Street if we're going to make it to the other side. Amen. Praise God. You got to venture down straight street. Praise God. You see, straight street is more than just baptism in Jesus' name and in filling the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Straight street requires you to meet a man named Ananias. You see, the Greek word for Ananias and one translation means God has found favor in you. You see, when you venture down Straight Street, you're going to meet a man named Ananias. And he's going to lay hands on you that you're going to receive your sight. He's going to get rid of the blindness. 
you're going to get rid of that old blind man's garment. And you're going to realize that you're going to have a garment of praise uh, for the spirits of heaviness. uh, That you might be called trees of righteousness, the planet of the Lord, that he might be glorified. You see, this is why the angel said to Mary in Luke chapter 1 verse 28. uh, He says, thou art highly favorite. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled and said, and cast her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. Why? Because you have found favor with God. Amen. You see, when you venture down straight street, that means I'm finding favor with God. God is has got something for me to do. Amen. You see, it was Cornelius uh, was walking down Straight Street uh, and the angel appeared to him about three o'clock in the afternoon and says, Cornelius, uh, your prayers and your alms uh, has come up for a memorial before God. Now send the Joppa and call hither for one Simon, uh, which lodged by the seaside with one Simon a tatter and he'll tell you what you ought to do. The same way the Lord said to Paul, you go down the straight street and it'll be told you what you need to do. Ananias, amen, go down. A man named Saul has seen a man named Ananias coming. The one that is bringing favor to bring incitement. The one that is bringing enlightenment. The one that's going to tell you what you need to do. Amen. You see, he's down straight street. That's where you find the favor of God. It's down straight street that you can cast away that old blind man's garment and receive your sight. It's down on straight street that you can get out of the tree and come and dine with the master. It's down on straight street where you're willing to break your alabaster box and fest and, and, and wash the master's feet. It's down on straight street where you learn how to deal with tough decisions in your life. It's down on straight Street, uh, where Joseph had to decide in his decision if he was going to put Mary away privily or continue on with her. It's down on Straight Street uh, that you get out of the crooked path uh, and get in the ways called straight. It's down on Straight Street uh, where man can find the first ways uh, to righteousness and holy living. It's down on Straight Street uh, where you learn, my brothers and sisters, how to have more desire for the things of God than the things of this world. It's down there on straight street uh, that you can cast all your cares upon him for he cared for you. It's down on straight street uh, that you can get a new vision and a new outlook on life. Amen. Paul says, I was a murderer. I was an injurer. But once he ventured down straight street, once he went down straight street. God called him into the ministry and he was no longer ashamed to declare the truth about Jesus Christ and who he was. He was not ashamed now to bear the good news about Jesus Christ. He became the man that turned his world upside down. 
down. He became the one that revealed Jesus Christ to the heathen. Oh, it started down in a place called Great Street. He ventured down that road. Amen. It was here that your sins can be remitted and have no longer dominion over you. It is down on Straight Street that the poor choices and the poor decisions that you made can be rectified. It's down on Straight Street that you will meet Jehovah Jireh, my provider. It's down on Straight Street that the one that says, I've come to set the captives free to preach deliverance to the captives, you can meet him down there on Straight Street. It is the one down on Straight Street that heals the broken hearted. It is the one down on Straight Street that brings peace in your life and calmness to the storms that is raging in your life each and every day. It's down on Straight Street that you can find the peace that passive all understand. It's down there on Straight Street that wisdom, knowledge, and understand hang out and dwell with prudence. It's down there on Straight Street that righteousness and hope and joy unspeakable is always renewed. It's down on Straight Street that salvation is birthed into your life afresh and anew. You see, it's down on Straight Street. Amen. That praises go up and the glory comes down. It's down there on Straight Street that you are returning afresh, afresh and anew. Down on Straight Street is just more than the yellow brick road. It is the golden road. It's down there on Straight Street that the old things are passed away and all things become new. It's down there on Straight Street that the highway that leads to heaven began down there on Straight Street. It's down there on Straight Street that men ventured down, amen, and Christ is met and lives are changed. It's down there on Straight Street where the Bible says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. That's where you learn it all is down there on Straight Street. It's down on Straight Street where you hear the word of God says, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. It's down on Straight Street where you hear the Lord says, Be ye perfect, for I am perfect. It's down on Straight Street where you hear him say, Follow peace with all men in holiness, for without shall no man see the Lord. It's down there on Straight Street where he says, Wash you, make you clean, put away your evil from my doings, cease to do evil, learn to do good. Come now and let's reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be like crimson, they shall be as wool. It's down there on Straight Street that a life can be totally messed up 
like the Apostle Paul. But when you meet Jesus Christ down there on Straight Street, you can come out afresh and a new man ready to deliver and reveal to a lost and dying world this Jesus that you have encountered. It was Paul that began to tell the church of Athens, I perceived your devotion and I beheld it and I saw your inscription on the altar to the unknown God. Him I'm going to declare to you. The one that I was persecuting, the one that I was trying to get rid of, but now he has revealed himself in me and now I am ready to reveal him to you that he may have revelation inside of you. It's down on Straight Street that things began to change. Amen. It's down there where the newness began to be birthed in every life. Amen. Your life can be discouraged. It can be full of discouragement and distress. Turn upside down. But I want you to know if you just venture down straight street, there, oh, the peace that passeth all understanding. The one that you have longed for, the one that you have sought for, the one that has all answers to everything that you have need of. If you just go down Straight Street, you see Straight Street is saying, hey, down here, I'm going to put you on that level. I'm going to put you on that plane that you understand that nothing has power over you but me, saith the Lord. No devil in hell can accomplish and do anything in your life when you get on Straight Street. You see, because this way of Straight Street is a higher way. This is why the Lord says, My ways are not your ways, and neither are my thoughts your thoughts. For as my ways are higher than the heavens, amen, so are my thoughts your thoughts, and my ways than your ways, amen. This way he says, Come and dine. Come, you that are thirsty. Come and eat. Where do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies? I not. Hearken diligent to me. Come, eat, and let your soul delight itself in fatness, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. God is not willing that any shall perish. He wants everybody in that straight path. Amen. That way of holy living, that way of separation, that way that brings in righteousness in every life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderations be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. But you got to learn that. You only learn that when you go down straight street. When you decide, I'm going to do what is right. When you decide, I'm going to live for God with 
oh, my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength. See, that's the straight path. You can't be isolating back and forth. This is why James says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Paul's life is an example for you and I of what it means to go down straight street and to meet Jesus Christ. You don't find Paul deciding today, I'm going to live for God and tomorrow I'm going to live for the world. You don't find that in Paul's life. Paul went down straight street and it was told him what he needed to do. And he committed himself to stay in the straight and the narrow path. Paul says to the church at Corinthian, he said, don't you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? He says, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor feminists, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor drunkards, nor revilers shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you've been washed, but you've been sanctified, but you've been justified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but all things that is not edify. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. You see, straight street is saying, I'm going to be right. I'm going to live right. I'm going to do what is right. Because I have found favor with God down on straight street. I have found favor with the almighty God. He was willing to give me His Spirit. He was willing to reach down in the muck and mire and to pull me out of darkness and bring me to the marvelous light. No, I cannot live for the world and live for Christ too. I must be committed to stay in the straight and narrow path. Praise God. It's all down on straight street. Let you learn these things. Peter says, Wherefore, when you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory and appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you loved, and whom though now you see him not, you believe, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receive the end of your faith. Notice what he says. Receive the end of your faith. Amen. He says, just hang in there. Just stay on straight street. Because, see, you've got to receive the end of your faith. See, this is why the Bible says in Hebrews, Moses chose to suffer with the children of God, to endure the pleasures of sin for a season. Why? Because he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses saw that what God had outweighed the things of Pharaoh and Egypt. So he chose to stay in the straight and narrow when God pulled him out. You see, when God met him down on straight street, he saw the burning bush. Amen. And it is I need to stay on this course. Amen. And this is what you and I must do. And so Peter says, receive the end of your faith. Not only the end of your faith, he says, but also the salvation of your soul. Because if you don't stay in the straight and narrow, amen, you're not going to save your soul. Amen. God is not willing that any should perish. This is a straight way. It is a higher way than what the world offers you. The world says, 
things. Amen. If you don't like what you're doing, do something else. But you can't do that with God. You can only go one way or the other. If you don't stay in the straight and narrow with God, you don't get salvation. You're going to either serve God or spend eternity in damnation. There's no other choice. There is no in-between. We've got to stay in the straight and narrow pathway. If you venture down the straight street and God has filled you and God has called you out, stay in the straight and narrow. Amen. Stay in this path. This is why Jesus says in Matthew 7, amen, that the ways of the world is wise, wide and broad and many go in therein. But straight is the way and narrow in the path that leads to eternal life. And few there be which go down it. Amen. You've got to go down it, brothers and sisters. You've got to venture continually in this straight and narrow pathway. You've got to be a doer of God's word and not just a hearer only. You've got to stay firm and steadfast and unmovable. You have to decide, for God I live and for God I die. You've got to stay to the course. You can't let discouragement. You can't let this stress. You can't let anything that this world offers deter you out of the straight and narrow pathway. You've got to make up your mind. As Brother Millers was teaching this morning about discouragement. You know why people that is filled with the Holy Ghost are discouraged? Because they want to stay there. You ever seen a person with a double amplitude driving a car? I have. Double amplitudes. They know why they drive? They want to. They refuse to let their limbs be gone, prevent them from driving. Some of you, when we first started going to the nursing home over at the villas, some of you remember Rodney. Had a little parakeet on his shoulder. Rodney was a double amputee. But you know what? Outside he had a vehicle. He used to wheel his wheelchair out. They had the ramp. He ramped his vehicle right up in that, in that van. And Rodney would go out and drive around and do stuff. You ever listen to, on the radio, 97.9, the, the guy that's preaching, called, the, the organization called Life Without Limbs? There's, there's, there's a guy, he's, he's preaching on the radio all the time about life without limbs. And you know what he's doing? He's telling people all the time, I don't let my handicap hinder me. He says, God saved me. And I refuse to let anything stop me from serving God. He says, people ask him all the time, aren't you discouraged? He says, no, God saved me. So we who has the Holy Ghost should not let anything deter us. Notice what Paul told the church at Corinth. He says, we're troubled on every side. We're not distressed. We're perplexed, but not despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. 
We are always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Christ might be manifested in us. He said, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He said, the light afflictions which is working in you, they're working only for a moment, but they're working in more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. I want to encourage you today, brothers and sisters, please stay in the straight path. Please don't let discouragement, don't let anything that comes into your life try to hinder you to move you out of the straight path that you ventured down. You know what God did for you. You know what he promised you. You know he brought you out of darkness to the marvelous light. You heard yourself speaking in other tongues. You know you was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the straight pathway that God has put you in. You've met Jesus. So let me encourage you. Don't get out of it. Stay in it. In Acts 19, when Paul came across certain disciples of John the Baptist, he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, we have not so much as heard there be any Holy Ghost. He says, well, okay, tell me, how were you baptized? And this is John's baptism. He says, well, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe on them that should come after which was Jesus Christ. Now, when they heard this, they was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Paul laid hands on them, they began to speak with other tongues. Amen. They got in that straight path. In Acts 2, they asked Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received his word was baptized, and they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Watch this. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. They got down on straight street uh, and they stayed with it. Uh, And this is why Paul was out trying to arrest men and women any he could find in this way. Amen. That's why he did not realize uh, that following and trying to destroy those that's living holy and righteous for God is only going to bring you down straight street. So when your boss is persecuting you or those on your job that's persecuting you or those in the school are persecuting you because you're a Christian and you're serving God, stay in the straight street. Because if they keep persecuting you, they're going to find out just like the Apostle Paul, it is hard to kick against the prince. And as a result, they're going to find themselves blind and being led and saying to somebody, Tell me, what do I need to do to be saved? Hallelujah. All down straight street. It's all righteousness and holiness and separation for the Lord. Let's stand. Woo! There's an old song that says, In this house, your life can be made whole. I don't know what Sister Miller is doing.